What's up, everyone? Thank you for joining. Imagine studying public health and neuroscience at John Hopkins University, but then temporarily putting that focus away to create an online bakery to help your community and those around you. That's what Kristen Lee is doing. And in this interview, this episode, this conversation, we dive into her story and the insights about everything she has created and what she's learned. Let's do it. Have a dream. That's one small step for man. I am the greatest. You want something? Go get it. Period. I will say that you had um, an interest in neuroscience and public health, and I wanted to start there with you today. But just as fascinating is your entry point into creating your own business with La Crumb Bakery and just all you've done with that. So before I get into the, the former part of it, I'm just super curious as to how has that been for you so far this year with creating that? Yeah, this year has definitely been busy. Um, but, you know, when I came back home in March um, and originally I came back home in March hoping to do research um, and because I'm on the pre-med track, um, in Orange County, where it's my hometown, um, COVID was, Orange County is one of the places that was hit hardest the first um, with COVID cases in California in general. And so my research opportunity um, was canceled because it was at a local hospital. Um, so with that opportunity closing, I just thought of creating a new opportunity of starting the bakery since at the time I was already baking a lot anyways. Um, and so I got the ball rolling when classes ended for me in the spring semester. Um, and so I started getting the handle of baking um, and La Crumb Bakery and all that. And then this fall semester, which just ended last week for me, um, it was really busy trying to balance, yeah. as you said, um, being a double. We'll dive into that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to say as well, like, LaCron Bakery, you've always had a dream of creating your own business or was it creating your own bakery? It was more so creating my own bakery. Um, I think okay. ever since I, little, I had that little idea of what would it be like um, to just bake every day and have fun with it. Um, but at the same time, I always dreamt of becoming a doctor and physician um, and always being on the pre-med track. Um, so I never found an opportunity to do, go on that idea um, and creating um, a bakery and making it into real life. Got it. Yeah, I, I would love to ask about what your upbringing consisted of to have you enter into a field of public health and like being of service to others, right? And it seems like you're someone who really is you just want to be in service of others, whether it's through the crumb now or public health, those are very like giving fields. Um, what got you interested in that? And like, where did you grow up? How was it growing up and, and all of that? Yeah. So um, I think ever since I was little, I loved volunteering, um, just the meeting new people and making new connections and um, hearing about people's stories. And there's so many backgrounds and walks of life um, has always been a really inspiring and rewarding experience. Um, and so when I got accepted into Hopkins and I was looking at all the majors 
um, and what major I should be. Um, I honestly hadn't heard really much about public health before coming to Hopkins. Um, I didn't really know what it was before coming to college, but when I was looking at the list of majors and reading the descriptions, um, I just found that the mission of public health of serving not only an individual, um, like say the medical field usually does, but serving an entire population and a whole community. Um, and beyond that, um, I found it to really resonate with what I've been doing with the volunteering. Um, so that's how mm. I came to. Yeah, I, I know I know. you said you wanted to, and a quote, I believe, and I'm paraphrasing it, but in an interview you did, you basically said you wanted to have this be a global impact and not just within the community eventually. Like obviously the agility you've had in making La Crumb Bakery in 2020 when people need food the most. Like recently we did a story on sharing access to a nonprofit within Philadelphia and they've given out a million pounds of food total like since they founded two, three years ago. But uh, they're doing like 200,000 pounds of food uh, delivery during this pandemic alone. So it's like people really truly do need it. Um, so I find it, I find it fascinating how you entered into that. And I was going to ask from before you said the, uh, research position you had, was that the one at Stanford, the junior investigator with that research study? No, that's, um, the Stanford position. So I'm a junior investigator at Stanford medicine, and that's the position I'm currently doing, um, alongside the bakery. But the research position that ended was at um, UCI, UC Irvine, um, which was mm. really close to my home. So I thought I'd pick that up uh, when I came back. Got it, got it. And what is this before we dive fully into uh, Lacrum and, and just like the entire process and what you've learned and everything? What is the current research study consisting of at Stanford? Yeah, I'm so happy you asked. Um, I love working on that project. So at Stanford Medicine, I was fortunate enough to um, become a junior investigator of my own project. Um, and so under the mentorship of these two doctors um, at Stanford Medicine, I was able to create my own study um, in which I wanted to find kind of the intersection between what I'm studying at Hopkins, which is public health and neuroscience, like you said. Um, and mm. while also being on the pre-med track, I wanted to study um, neurological guidelines and the racial and sex disparities um, in these neurological guidelines, since they're not always representative of the patient populations in which they serve. Got it. Wow. That's, that's, so it's like the framework as to how things are done and kind of reorienting the guidelines around them and like the, the people that are involved within it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. For example, um, say you look at a guideline for stroke and all the recommendations for it, um, you'll find perhaps that maybe the patient population of that study is predominantly white when, say, in actuality, um, strokes affect the Black population like heavily compared to mm. the white population. So you want guidelines to have a representative patient population in order to serve um, like the actual patients affected in the best way they can. Got it. Got it. That makes complete sense. And, and it's so cool too, that with what you're doing in public health and, and what understanding of neuroscience, you started Lacrum, and I would love for you to explain what that is. Cause I keep mentioning it and people are probably like, what does that mean? 
um, but also the portion of donation you do alongside every sale, because I find it full, it's like a connection between public health and like current charities, which I actually give to the one you, you uh, do part of your sales proceeds from. So I would just love for you to explain what La Crumb Bakery is and what that uh, partnership is with the charity. Yeah, exactly. So like you, uh, we talked about it earlier when my research opportunity um, canceled and I started baking a lot um, and COVID was hitting my hometown uh, really hard. I saw that a lot of my friends and family members were working on the COVID front lines every single day tirelessly with like 12 hour shifts, if not longer. And so um, what I would do um, was I would bake a ton of banana bread during that trend um, during this year. Um, and I would deliver it to their homes. And after delivering that for a few weeks, I wanted to, you know, take up this opportunity opportunity now that I have more free time um, since mm -hmm. the research position was canceled. Um, I jumped on the idea of starting a bakery. Um, but I was also reminded of all of the people I knew working on the COVID front lines. And so I, with the idea of a bakery, I wanted to create something that would have an impact bigger than what I could do at a local level. Because at the end mm -hmm. of the day, this is a bakery, I can't ship it um, like across the nation as much as I'd love to, um, to say like the home, um, Hawkins campus um, and community. And so I thought of adding the mission of donating a portion of mm. the to Doctors Without Borders um, so that the impact of like crumb could be felt um, through um, other means. Yeah, yeah. That's such a nice integration because it's like so many people are creating funds and giving during this time, but some aren't like directly giving to them. So it's it's a it's a nice integration in that every sale, like every dollar you earn, you said it's 20% goes to Doctors Without Borders. Okay. Got it, got it. And what is the beginning process of that? Like I know in the fall you said you had you were really busy. Um and I know at one point you said and another thing I saw, you do you do like 10 to 15 banana breads um and i forget the other name of the food item but you said at one point when it got really busy you set up until like 1 a.m doing this on your own i mean a one woman bakery all virtual still is is hefty and tough so how was that beginning of starting your own bakery your own business basically and such as just such a great mission uh, on your own as, as well what was that like yeah you know, it's been a lot of work, but I've been really fortunate enough to say that I've had such a supportive community around me, um, which is so helpful. Um, for example, I have had friends who have helped me choose what are the next steps that I'm looking to expand La Crumb Bakery. Um, and I'm very bad at technology. And so I had to have a friend help me with graphics and design, uh, who's an art design major. And so she helped with the La Crumb logo and all of the graphics and whatnot. Um, mm. And with the Hopkins um, community themselves, um, I was fortunate enough to receive two grants from them um, to, you know, get a jumping start on La Crumb Bakery, which is really helpful as well. Got it. And those were um, grants specific to businesses started in the pandemic alone, or do they always have these year by year? 
I think if I remember correctly, it started this summer um, and it was to help students, um, to fund students with any opportunities that they would like to start, but they need to get a little help in. And so um, the description for these grants was for those starting research projects um, or just like business mm -hmm. projects. And then it was at the same time when I had just started La Crumb Bakery. So it wasn't um, where it is now, where it has its own name and whatnot. And so I kind of just shot, um, I shot in the blank, in the dark. Um, and I didn't think yeah. grants because it was pretty small um, to begin with. And I didn't think I'd win it. Um, but I was very fortunate um, to have the support of the Hopkins community. Yeah, that's incredible. That's a, that's a beautiful opportunity that came up. And uh, I was going to ask, how is stuff expanding right now? Like, are you reaching a good amount of people, the people you want to get to in Orange County specifically and maybe a little bit outside that area? Yeah, definitely. Um, by coincidence, one of the nonprofits I was working for, they reached out to local magazines um, and they said that this is Kristen. She's working at our nonprofit and we love you know, to have coverage over our nonprofit. Um, and then they found me and they found out about La Crumb Bakery. And so I was posted on Orange Coast Magazine um, and then mm. I received coverage to do that. Um, and then next month I'm looking to do a pop-up um, at a local coffee shop. So I'm really excited mm. to see how much Lacrum can grow. Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. There's a, there's a ton of coffee shops that would be willing to do that. I know around my area, there's like bar and wine lounges and like restaurants partnering with each other. Um, I could definitely see that being feasible. I was going to ask as well, you talked about the beginning process in which you had people help you kind of like triangulated your view. You had some help from friends with different things. Um, what has been a bigger hurdle that you've had to overcome? I don't know, financially, you said the one when you got the fund, the grant. So that, would, that was a huge help. But like, as of now, as you're really starting to understand a little bit of business more and more, what is a hurdle you had to overcome and like a fear you had to, to face uh, when doing this? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things now, and I still ask myself a lot, is it seems like this path that I'm taking between the bakery and pre-med, it doesn't seem to be convergent. Um, they seem to be very separate paths um, in which there's very little overlap. Um, even though I have the mission of donating to Doctors Without Borders um, and that public health uh, mission advocacy in La Crumb Bakery, um, they're still, you know, like I asked myself then in the day, like how far and how big do I want La Crumb to go? Um, and how far can I take it to go if I'm going to continue, you know, going to med school and all that and residency and I'm only gonna get busier from here as I finish undergrad. Um, so that's what I've yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a it's an extremely unique um, journey you're on right now, because I like I said, I've never heard of something of that nature before. And this pandemic most certainly pushed you into doing something of this magnitude. Like I would I would guess and I could be wrong, though, if 2020 didn't occur the way it did, maybe you wouldn't have started La Crum as urgently as you as you did. Right. Yeah, definitely not. I 
honestly wasn't even looking to start it. It was an idea of a friend. I just texted a friend mm. on a whim, um, just saying like, now, like, I don't have any plans for the summer. Um, so like, what if I started a bakery, like just for fun? And then, you know, rather than just like laughing it off, he was like, okay, why don't you? Like, you have the opportunity, you have the time, like now's the time um, to do what you want with mm. it. Um, so it started off as that. Yeah, yeah. And were your were your parents involved in in the scene of baking or cooking at all? Or were, were they in pre-med or like public health, I should say, or that sector? No, they're both in business. Um, and huh. so um, when I sat down in sp- the spring of this year, and I asked my mom, I was like, what do you think about me starting bakery? Um, she initially just laughed it off. She thought I was having like a mid-college crisis um, because for all <laughs> she knew, like my entire life, I've just been on the pre-med track. And then suddenly I'm sitting down and starting bakery. Um, and so she didn't think much of it to begin with um, because it was just me initially baking uh, for my friends and family. Um, and then now that it's picked up more, I've honestly been so lucky to have their support um, and have them even go as far as to deliver these orders when I have a midterm or an assignment. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. 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 yeah you will, it usually starts off small like that. I mean, any any founding story, it's like you, you, you start with the people you know, um, people who get like investors, they have family and friends invest in them. So yeah. Uh, I mean, I admire the courage to be able to say like, hey, I'm going to try this right now. Um, and it's like, we're, you're young. I mean, I, I'm young. I'm in a stage where I want to take some risk as well. You can say like starting my own business is risky, but uh, like now's the time to do it. And I feel like this pandemic was that accelerator and like that that driving help to allow you to do that. It's just, uh, right. it's really cool to me. Yeah. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I would, I would love for you to talk on that point before I ask about uh, some of the, the future ambitions and like the way you're setting things up. Yeah, definitely. I think this year, um, a friend told me um, when I was going through like so many changes this year and what I was looking forward to doing, um, he told me that every rejection is a redirection, um, which mm. honestly didn't think could ring truer to me and so many others this year um and i've had the privilege of starting this bakery and so all from a rejection of um, a research opportunity that was unfortunately canceled due to covid so that's a quote i've been telling myself a lot (laughs) i love that yeah a rejection for a redirection that's easy to remember (laughs) i love that and and i know um i have a friend as as in the same position now where he's starting his own product line with something and he's more of like an operator and let's go step by step. And um, instead of looking at the the bigger picture and like kind of create this fluff around what we're doing. So I, I see right now, and obviously because there's some unknown waters that you're swimming in right now, you want to focus step by step and be present, but have you thought about like how you want to continue to make the name bigger and, and, expand the brand or are you just hyper hyper focused on let me get this these meals to people who need it most right now and we'll see where it goes from there yeah so now that the fall semester's ended and um a lot of us students are looking for what to do in the spring semester uh, myself included 
Um, I'm looking forward to hopefully going back to Hopkins in the mm-hmm. spring um, and bringing Lacrum with me. And so with that, I'm hoping to expand Lacrum to Baltimore um, into the Hopkins community in general. Um, so that'll be exciting in a new project I'll be working on this uh, winter break. Yeah, yeah. And for you specifically, like what is, because I know we talked about like business obstacles and, and hurdles within that and uh, the agility you've had in 2020, but like what is something you've learned about yourself or like a realization that's really helped you set yourself up better? Because I mean, having to pass and having to differentiate for temporary time period is not an easy thing. So what are some of the more internal things that uh, came to the surface for you around this, around this time? Right. Yeah. I think one of the biggest realizations I've had, and it's not so much internal, um, it's Mm. more like realizing the power of having such a supportive community around me. Um, growing up, I was always used to doing everything by myself. Um, I'm a first generation college student. And so things like say, um, filling out the CSS profile, um, just a really small example, um, of having to do that with myself, um, and Mm. just trying to understand all the tax forms and whatnot (laughs) as a high school student. Yeah. So I've always been very independent and like just having to do everything myself I've grown used to that Um, and then coming to the Hopkins community everyone is so collaborative and supportive of whatever idea you have whatever dream you have Um, Mm. so with creating the bakery I've realized so much um, of how much I can grow um, um, both like with things that I can measure and just like uh, my mindset and there's so much growth to that by just reaching out to everyone I know. Um, yeah. Being, you know, what can we create together? Yeah, yeah. There's there's a couple of points I want to touch on. Um, one, I have to acknowledge John Hopkins is an excellent university. I know they're like frontiering. They just opened one college for uh, psychedelic research. Um, that's just tremendous. But uh, like how specifically, I want to frack a little deeper into that point because I do believe there's like values and environment are like the two binary pillars where you uh, you have to know your values and like being in public health and knowing you want to do some ner- stuff in neuroscience, but then baking as well. So that's like the value thing. But then you said environment with having a support network around you. So you have to have those aligned, but like deeper within that, how did you reach out to other people when you did? Because I feel like that'd be a great topic to cover for some who are just starting and like how to tap into some of their networks and how to really do it genuine, genuine and nice and, and sincere. Yeah, um, starting with just I just started with friends. Um, and then once I got the support of saying like, OK, this is actually a feasible idea. Um, I started reaching out to Johns Hopkins has a lot of um, supportive networks Um and organizations that are dedicated to student entrepreneurs and anyone who wants to start something for themselves. Um, and so reaching out to them, um, and they were this, um, it's called the Life Design Lab at Hopkins, where you can mm-hmm. come with an idea and they'll be your mentors. Um, 
regardless of what endeavor you want to take, whether it's like academic or professional, um, they'll help you. And so just reaching out and you're assigned like a specific mentor. Um, and so reaching out to them and saying like, hey, here's my idea. Um, do you think we could take this one step further? And this is what I, I was envisioning. Um, so I wanted to hear like your input um, and being really receptive to new ideas mm. because that's where I think is like critical to growth. Yeah, absolutely. Like able to receive feedback, um, that transparency aspect. So it was starting with friends, having family know, and then going within like a, a local establishment, you know, some could say high school, if they're in it, you were at John Hopkins. Um, what a perfect place to get help from like life design. I mean, you were, you had like yeah. one current thing and then you wanted to try something else. That's like, that's life design in and of itself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it was perfect. They were the ones who created the grants um, so I've just been so fortunate to have them, um, and their support. Yeah. So, so what are some, um, day-to-day operations? Cause it seems like the, the focus is just right now, most, most certainly what can I do to optimize my impact with Lacrum Bakery? So like on the day-to-day, what are some of the operational things and like, what do you go through to fulfill all of, all of the stuff you want to do? Yeah. So when I had classes, um, since now I'm just kind of taking a break for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I had classes, usually if I received orders, um, what I would do um, would be I would wake up super early um, because I live on the West Coast, but Hopkins, as you know, is on the East Coast. So classes <laughs> started at six or seven in the morning for me. Um, so I'd wake up at like five, six a.m. Um, and then I'd start baking and then go to classes, go to meetings. And then at the end of the day, I would deliver them. Um, and then, you know, in the evening, mm-hmm. I would plan out the logistics of like from bakery and like what to do next, what supplies I need, um, how can I expand and like maybe like what organizations I can contact at the local level um, to help me um, grow the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's solely you right now? Yeah. Right. Wow. Okay. So it's like that, uh, that aspect of independence, which you alluded to before was part of, you know, being a first generation uh, immigrant. That's like, you had some stuff to do on your own. um, And you had to learn that aspect of independency at a younger age. So I can see how that's coming in great, great handy right now with what you're doing. Yeah. You know, when I was little, it was rough because it's the first time you've done anything like it, like filling out tax forms. And like, when you're so young, you have no idea what you're doing. Um, but now looking back, like it's such an important skill to have, um, being independent, um, and being able to collaborate with others, but also find your own direction. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, where do I fit within this? And, and more specifically on that point, um, I know we're bouncing around a little bit, but, uh, it's, it's nice because all of this ties together, but where did you immigrate from? And, uh, I would love to hear some of that. Uh, as well just because I find anyone first generation like they're usually extremely good at founding a business they're good at doing what they're doing and they have more resilience and grit than most because they've been through more than what majority have so I would love for you to paint a little picture for myself and then others as well yeah so my parents actually immigrated um, they were refugees since they're both Vietnamese. 
um, they were refugees of the Vietnam War. And so they went over here when they were in their, I think like 20s. My mom was like 19, I think. Um, and so they went over here, they settled um, in Northern California. And then I think after a decade or so, they moved down to Southern California. And so I was born in Southern California, born and raised, um, but I was fortunate enough to go back to Vietnam with them um, quite often when I was a little kid. Um, and so seeing how much they sacrificed um, for a new life um, because they were so young and mm. for them to just lift up everything they had um, and move across the world um, and seeing how much they've built for themselves and for me, um, I've been really grateful um, to see, to be able to see how much they've done um, and to also follow their footsteps um, in creating my own path. Yeah, yeah, it's like the, uh, it, it makes you see the perspective of risk tolerance is um, not as great as some may portray it as like, <clears throat> they could, some could say, you know, doing a certain physical activity would be like a risk because it's too strenuous. But like, that is nothing compared to someone who immigrated from a completely different country um, to create a new life for themselves. So I just think like, people's way of framing risk can be totally different. And uh, there's so much you were able to learn from that as you venture onto something else. And I, I will acknowledge before I, I framed it as though like you were the, the immigrant coming from um, a different country, but you are first generation. So that is just as powerful though. I'm, I'm a third generation immigrant. My uh, great grandfather immigrated from Italy when he was just 26 with his then just newlywed uh my great grandmother's 19. So I just, it's just incredible. Um, and you look like a, a century down the line to like, all right, we're here now. There's a, a pandemic going on, but it, uh, that tough skin allows you to face some of these things. Cause this is the first time our generation has really faced something like that. You know what I mean? So it prepares you for things like this. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, what is the best way people can support right now? Is it just, buying some of Lacrom's items or or any other way i know some might not be in the west coast for the most part but how can they help yeah i've had a lot of um people from hopkins ask me that question um since and then like i am part of the hopkins community but i'm on the other side um mm -hmm. of the nation and so what we've opted for is you know um donate to doctors without borders directly if you can um honestly that's my main goal at the end of the day is to support them as much as possible. Um, but some, you know, customers have opted um, to buy, um, say, banana bread, beignets, cake, whatever it is, um, on the La Creme Bakery website, um, and then have those be made and donated to those fighting on the front lines here in California. And so I'll make them and then donate um, to those working in the hospitals or say firefighters, um, now that it was just uh, fire wildfire season um, this mm. past fall, and then donate twenty percent of the proceeds that they bought. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And and how many organizations are you helping right now? Like within within your reach? I know there's probably different ones that pop up every so often, but like how many have you been able to touch? 
Yeah, it ranges pretty much every single month. Um, usually, I'd say it's about around five organizations every month um, at the local level. Um, there's always outreach to be done. Um, and then whatever organizations we do con come in contact with, um, collaborating with them and seeing how we can help them. Got it. Okay. That's amazing. Uh, cheers to that. <laughs> I, I also want to add uh, something I really am always pressed to ask because I'm always so interested is what is one of your bigger dreams that you want to accomplish, whether it be um, something on a personal level, something on a career level or something that harmonizes both? Um, I'm so fascinated because I know you're, you're really hyper-focused on what you're doing now. And I keep saying that, but it like has to be that way. Um, and especially cause like I said, people need it most, you know, that for sure. But what is a bigger dream you have for like an aspiration of yours in life? I've been thinking about that so much. Um, now that, you know, next year I'll be a junior in college and now I got to start thinking like, what are the next steps after college? Um, and being in the Hopkins community where we're number one in public health um, and getting to experience that kind of love and adoration for public health, um, I find is a really rare opportunity that I was so fortunate to be in um, and taking all these classes with, you know, the leading public health professionals and seeing their love and passion for it um, has really inspired me to, you know, when I get older, regardless of what steps I take next, I think in the end, um, the ultimate goal for me would be to work in the public health sector um, to help, especially underserved communities um, and do whatever I can um, to help them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I saw something today, which is said something around the lines of when universe assists issue when you truly love something or you do something out of an act of love so it's like those that really um are coming from that intentional place uh things will actualize into the way you want it uh, might not be exactly the way you want it but it'll fulfill that thing that was on your heart so i uh, for one admire what you're doing with lacron bakery and everything that's going on and um I also admire that you have these bigger picture dreams that you want to accomplish and you've been pretty set on like what you want to do since you were younger. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty profound in and of itself. I don't know someone who's been so on track um, with their life. So kudos to that. Seriously. Thank you. Um, it's been a lot of questioning just to like, make sure what I want, you know, because mm. like being in the medical field, it's a long path. Um, just thinking about it now, like I'm pretty much like halfway done, maybe a little bit more, um, but there's still a good like 10, 15 years ahead of me of just pure education <laughs> of if I want to continue. So yeah, watching, but I've really found a love uh, for it and just been fortunate enough to have the opportunity to delve into the medical field um, throughout all the opportunities I had um, and just, you know, found that my passion for it was reinforced um, with every experience. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't think there's a better question to end it on of since it's the end of 2020, as we're recording this, um, 
and I feel it. I know others have felt it, friends and, and family. Reflecting is is and setting intentions for the year ahead is important. And not just goal setting, because this year and the next are very unknown what's going to happen, but uh, just a time of like sitting and thinking and like pondering. So with you, you said you've questioned a lot just to really try to remain on um, some path, even though in like the meta picture is obviously ebbs and flows, but to remain on some type of path, like how have you questioned? Have it, have it been through writing? Has it been through just sitting and thinking? Like what are ways in which you've tapped into that? Because I think it's very critical for those who listen as this will probably come out earlier uh, for 2021. Yeah, I find that when I question um, just myself alone and whether it just be through journaling, like you said, or just thinking about it in my head, um, it's easy for me to go in circles um, and just go around the same thought again and again. Um, So what I find to be the most productive for me um, during these moments is talking to others, whether they are also pre-med or not, um, just helpful to think it out loud um, and think like, why do I want this path for myself? Mm. Um, And if it is from people who aren't pre-med, like what makes them interested in the path that they're choosing? Um, Do I wanna reconsider and maybe think of a different path Um, and talking to people from all walks of life to see, you know, at the end of the day, how did they choose what they wanted Mm. to become, um, to see like what resonates with me. Yeah. So it's more of like, when you ask, it's not like why they're doing what they're doing, but like how they went about choosing that. Yeah, exactly. Because I know that everyone chooses a path for different reasons, but there's always that undertone of hearing that passion, dedication to them um, and what they're doing. And I want to find something for myself that will make me talk about it with the same passion, dedication as what they have told me. Mm. Awesome. I uh, I think that's very valuable. I think I can I can think about that. No, like coincidence intended but really think about that more and like ask others as I do annual reviews with some friends like how do they think about going through something and kind of apply those matrix matrixes matrices or like frameworks or or ways about going about things but uh I really appreciate you opening up and letting me hear your story and um I, I'm excited to see how I can help in any way going forward and uh what you'll be doing yeah of course thank you so much yeah. for allowing me to speak um, on this podcast and giving me the opportunity to meet you today. Yeah, absolutely. You, um, the crumb bakery just on Instagram and, and on their website, I'll put it in the yeah. show notes. Okay. Exactly. exactly. Perfect. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Kristen. Okay. Thank you so much.